We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, Alphas. Guess what? It's March. That means Black History Month is over and Women's History Month is upon us. And there is an actual woman, Ashley Marie Guterman. That's me. Hi. Are we going to celebrate me this month? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so uh, what, are you going to do anything special on the, on the gram, the talk? You know what? I don't do much for holidays or, uh, or months. Um, I just kind of charge on day after day after day, but maybe go ahead. I was gonna say, so you just celebrate yourself. I celebrate myself 365. Yeah. Um, maybe there'll be some cake involved. Um, I can read about my own personal women's history. Yeah. History and cake. History and cake. <laughs> that sounds, that actually sounds like a spinoff podcast for uh, Tango Alpha Lima. It, it does. We should do that. History and cake. And especially because, no, I don't know if you're revealing that thing later, but the thing you showed us off camera may have an interesting cake in it. What did I? I oh, my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could. This is Kitchen Capers. It's a military spouse cookbook from um, Grissom Air Force Base Officers Wives Club. I think it's from the 50s or 60s. And um, they had in here salad dressing for bananas. Gross. That's one thing they don't eat. And it, it has eggs in it and oil and vinegar. And you put all that on bananas. No wonder people were miserable in the 50s and 60s. All the people that are like, we need to go back to a different time. No, this is proof. No, that's I, I, I bet those military officers uh, ate in the mess hall before they got home. If yeah, they salad like, dressing covered <laughs> bananas waiting for them. That is <coughs> disgusting. All right. You know, what's you know, what's not disgusting. Your face. Thank you. This is not mm -hmm. Jeff Daly Appreciation Month. Mm, it Although be. it is every morning when I'm there brushing my teeth, I just go there and I look at myself and I just go. You're the man. You know who was the man? We don't have very many people that can call themselves former president of the United States. And as we are a non-artisan organization, I don't care if you voted for him or not, you're going to appreciate it right now. All right. Um, and I'm going to let Ashley Marie... 2.0, tell us about former president Jimmy Carter and his military story. All right, let's do this. A nuclear reactor was melting down. Naval officer Jimmy Carter came to the rescue, stars and stripes. 
The world was in the grip of the Cold War in 1952 when a nuclear reactor began melting down. That reactor, located at Chalk River Laboratories in Ontario, had suffered an explosion on December 12th. Radioactive material had escaped into the atmosphere, and millions of gallons of radioactive water flooded into the reactor's basement. Thankfully, no one was injured, but the Canadians needed help to disassemble the reactor's damaged core. Of course, the Canadians did. The United States sent 28-year-old Jimmy Carter. Carter, who entered home hospice care this weekend at 98 is best known for being the nation's 39th commander-in-chief and oldest living president but his service to the country began when he was a teenage plebe at the u.s naval academy and continued for four decades after his presidency in the years after graduating from annapolis in 1946 carter was promoted to lieutenant and took a dangerous assignment aboard a submarine he was away from his young bride rosalind and their growing family quite a bit it was in these years that President Harry S. Truman desegregated the military. Robert A. Strong, a politics professor at Washington and Lee University, recounts an incident from this period. While his submarine was docked in <laughs> that's a hard one. While his submarine was docked in Bermuda, British military officers invited white members of the American crew to a party. At Carter's urging, the entire crew refused to attend because it was segregated. Heck yeah. In 1952, Carter was selected to join an elite team to help develop the Navy's first nuclear submarines. Once he had trained his crew and the submarine was constructed, Carter was to be the commanding officer of the USS Seawolf. Oh! According to Carter, in his 1976 book, Why Not the Best? The First 50 Years. Then the partial meltdown happened. And Lieutenant Carter was one of the few people on the planet authorized to go inside a nuclear reactor. Carter and his two dozen men were sent to Canada to help. Again, Canada. Along with other Canadian and American service members, because of the intensity of radiation, a human could spend only 90 seconds in the damaged core, even while wearing protective gear. First, they constructed an exact duplicate of the reactor nearby. Then they practiced and practiced dashing into the duplicate to be sure we had the correct tools and knew exactly how to use them, Carter wrote. Each time one of his men managed to unscrew a bolt, the same bolt would be removed from the duplicate and the next man would prep for the next step. Eventually, it was Carter's turn. He was in a team of three, outfitted with white protective clothes. We descended into the reactor and worked frantically for our allotted time, he wrote. In one minute, 29 seconds, Carter had absorbed the maximum amount of radiation a human can withstand in a year. The mission was successful. The damaged core was removed. Within two years, it had been rebuilt and was back up and running. Thank you, President Carter. Well done. What do you think, Jeff? I think I should unmute. That was Lieutenant Carter at the time, just a just a young man running into radioactive air. Running, and he got go. out because they said ninety seconds was the limit. And he got out one second before the ninety. That- that is timeliness. Yeah. Uh, they just uh, named a building after him at the Naval Academy. Yes, they this did. like last yeah. week. And the whole, you know, that while he was in, I, I forgot what something took his one of his parents' life and some siblings, like the same oh, ailment. Wow. And yeah, then he, he he asked he asked uh, to be relieved of duty to go run the peanut farm. And that's oh. How we got. That's how he got to, that's how he got that thing going on the peanut farm. And, you know, uh, this is, this is, I mean, this is one of the, the issues with the podcast is we're recording it now 
Um, and by the time you hear this, he may or may not still be with us. So this is either in memoriam or as what I'm kind of liking about this, someone getting their due while they're still alive. Yeah. They didn't wait. Nice. They didn't wait for him to pass to change the name. The stories are being written. This kind of stuff's being written. He can read this stuff. Yeah. And enjoy That's it. Great. Um, so I will ask for everyone to send in whatever you can, the, the glowing comments about myself that you'd like to, so that I can enjoy them uh, while I'm still around. All right. Great idea. And we'll wait. Holly, where do they send those? Tango off lame, and then there's a whole send a message. The P.O. box. Yeah. Yeah, you can just, yeah, you can do things. You can Telegram. get it to me. Or she's mouthing things I can't understand. But if you said it, she's, now she's saying them louder. Um, <laughs> Alpha, Tango Alpha Lima. And other words. So you can go onto the site and you can do that and you can tell, you can, and it's Women's History. So please include Ashley about and tell her how awesome she is in her oh, red, in her red shirt there that mm. I like it. I like it. Thanks. Oh, you can also email it is what she's trying to say. Tango Alpha Lima at legion.org. R-E, kudos to the main alphas, Jeff and Ashley. That's your subject matter. And then the alfalfa, super producer, Holly. The alfalfa. All right, here we go. Let's launch into this Women's History Month. Today, we're going to be joined by President She's not the she's not the vice president no. or the director. She is the president of the Women in Military Service for American Memorial Foundation, Phyllis Wilson. We caught we caught up with her during the SVA NetCon back in January. And so you're gonna see OG Ashley back in action. We're gonna do the Ashley swap. We're gonna be back with Phyllis Wilson right after the break. And then we're coming back. We're gonna we're going to reverse the swap and have AMG 2.0 right after the interview. But all of that happens right after the break. Veterans, did you know that hearing loss and tinnitus are the top service-connected disabilities and that untreated hearing loss frequently results in social isolation and loneliness? The Heroes with Hearing Loss program provided by Hamilton CapTel supports veterans facing the challenges of hearing loss by sharing solutions that keep us connected. And now the new Heroes Mobile CapTel app for iOS devices is available. Veterans with hearing loss can download the Heroes Mobile CapTel app at no cost and experience the same features rich captioned telephone service that Hamilton CapTel customers have relied on for years. The ability to listen and read what is said over the phone makes it easier than ever to connect with those who matter most in their lives. Just search for Heroes Mobile CapTel in the Apple App Store today. For more information, including eligibility requirements, visit heroeswithhearingloss.org. All right, Alphas, you had your break and now you are back with a VIP who gets treated like a two-star general. I am honored and humbled to welcome you to the discussion with Phyllis Wilson. Welcome to the uh, Tango Alpha Lima experience. Well, thank you so I mean, much. And it's so lovely out here. It is, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's as lovely as the people I'm sharing the screen. Uh, I see, oh. now he's, he's doing a great job. Oh. I like and, it. Um, we always allow Ashley to go first. I don't know how we got into this, 
But uh, Ashley, you are on deck. All right. So, Army veteran of 37 years, Phyllis, you are the president of the Military Women's Memorial, and I know that there are some exciting things going on. So, I'm going to give you the floor. I would love to hear about everything that is exciting to happen, and then we will we will pick and move back from there. Okay, so we'll get started. So the Military Women's Memorial is at the entrance to Arlington National Cemetery. And sadly, even here at SVA, I have met so many women veterans, did not even know the place existed. In October of last year, 2022, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary. 25 years this place has been open to the public and still America's military women and men absolutely unaware that this place exists. So we celebrated with some big parties. We had the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, and the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Secretary McDonough, both there making keynote speeches at our 25th anniversary. We, was so exciting. We had a 102-year-old World War II woman veteran, American Legion member. Um, yes, it was amazing. She was there, so proud. Uh, she mm -hmm. stood up and they shared a photo of her from World War II. You know, every wow. one of them looked like they could have been Hollywood movie stars. Those photos that they took back then, we need those kind of photographers back again, I gotta say. No offense to anybody that's a military photographer. No, yes. none at all. But there's something about the way the women photographed back yeah. in the 1940s, just stunningly gorgeous, every one of them. And so that was really fun that we did that. But now we've turned 25 years old and now we're turning to the next 25. And what we're really looking to do, well, we have um, incredible education center. It looks like a museum. We start at the Revolutionary War and we go all the way to today, telling these stories of the three million women that have helped to defend this United States. So we have 300,000 plus women's stories in our national database, right? 300,000, but that's only 10%. 10% of the stories that should be in there. And many of those stories that we're missing are the women that are current era, the last 15, 20, 25 years, that their stories need to go in. So we're asking everybody, step forward, claim your place in history, because we can only tell the stories that we know. And so we have a big goal this year to get 23,000 new stories added into the database in 2023. So 23K in 23. I, I hear you. I see what you did there. Clever. Yeah. It's math that gets by Marine sometimes, but I caught that one. Oh, see, I try to make it very easy and simplified there. <laughs> you did it in verbal crayon, <laughs> and I appreciate that. In, 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 in Marine red. I'm trying to go for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While she's chuckling, I'm intervene with a, a, a question. So you, you have 10%, and you're kind of missing the, the, the current era. How do they... How do they submit these stories? It's super easy. You either go to our website, which is womensmemorial.org. If I had the QR code, or if maybe you guys will put it in here, the QR code, just scan it, and it takes you straight to where you can create an account. Once you're at the website, top right, create an account, super easy. And men can create an account as well. Here's why we ask you to also do it. We have nearly as many friends of the memorial as we do the women veterans is once you create that account off on the left-hand side, you can find a service woman. Maybe your mother, grandmother, great aunt, sister, whatever has served. Go in and see if they're registered. You may learn some incredible stories about your own family members that are already in there, or you know your great aunt served in World War II and her story, you can't find her in there. 
if she's no longer living, tag, even as a gentleman, as a Marine, you're it, you're it. You've got to find that photo. You've got to find as much of her story as you possibly can and get it into that database. This is a research database, a national repository, that this is where researchers go to find these incredible stories and this phase line. And this is why it's so important. Since 1990, more women have served in the military than all the way back to the Revolutionary War. Hmm. And these women, especially these younger women veterans, have no idea in many cases the incredible hardships and the things that their past generations of military women endured to give them the privileges and opportunities that we now enjoy today. And if their stories aren't in there, the young women's stories are not in there now, what that means is it falls off for the researchers. They look at all of the hardships that these women endured to get the privileges and opportunities, and now the women that have them don't even take the time to put their stories in to prove that what these women of past generations did meant something. But the main reason is most of the young women don't even know that hmm. until 1980, that was the first year women were able to graduate from West Point or the Naval Academy or the Air Force Academy. They weren't permitted to go until 1980 as gra they graduated. Hmm. 1970 is the first year that a woman was promoted to be a one-star general because they were Ill it was illegal for them to be promoted above 05 until the late 1960s. This is what women still served long before that, knowing that they could never make certain rank, they could never serve. If they got pregnant, they were instantly discharged. Hmm. And look where we are today. And sadly, many young women don't know their own heritage. And again, we're here at the SVA National Convention. And one of the things I find fascinating is we talk about understanding you know, the heritage. On whose shoulders do we stand? And these women endured incredible hardships to get us to where we are today. But what that means is you got to tell your story now. If you don't tell it, it's lost forever. I wouldn't blame it on the young women. I find very few people know history of, of their own or other people, at least any with any great depth. So Oh, I agree. Doing, I don't blame the young women because yeah. I will tell you, for the 37 years I served in the Army, I did not know one iota of what I've learned serving now as three years as the president of this memorial and foundation. Every day, if, if you love education, this is a place to be. I learn a new story. Uh, I was like, how did I not know? I would have served differently. I will tell you that now. Yeah. Had I known what these women did, I would have been a better soldier. But I didn't know. So if you don't know, you can't do differently. So I think it's really important that we, we pass that on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. You know, in past generations, people sat of an evening and shared stories, swapped stories of days gone by. We don't do that anymore, but it's a shame that we don't. But we can always highlight some of these stories that are in the database and encourage the young women to now put their stories in. So for all of the stories that you're collecting for this repository, um, as, as you are, are going through and you're revamping, you're redesigning yes. the, the education center and the memorial in that respect, is there going to be an, a way that you just go up to a screen and just kind of click and, and search and just kind of have that interactive experience where you can see that picture of, hey, look, there's me, or like, hey, there's, there's such and such, or there's me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that would be such a high honor to one day be able to like 
And that's very true. So we have two big things that we're working on at the National, the Military Women's Memorial there at Arlington. The first being that as we do the, the renovations, which should be done in about two years from now, uh, when that happens, we will have a massive, basically a 60 foot square screen where when somebody comes in and looks up that story, it looks like a big baseball card, the photo, the years you served, your memorable experiences, your awards and decorations, where did you serve? What branch were you in? Um, all of that big baseball card, if you will, is gonna splash up on this massive screen there at this National Memorial. So family members and friends, or you yourself, you know, we can see that we have a lot of the honor flights, the women that come uh, mm -hmm. We can have them, whether they're in a wheelchair or standing, mm -hmm. get a photo beside this huge monstrosity of their photo and their story. <laughs> um, it's, it's fascinating. The other thing that we're doing with the renovation is we have this huge, um, there'll be um, nine by nine inch metallic photos, etched metal etchings of the photo of your story, whatever photo you put into your profile mm -hmm. in the database, mine. There will be thousands of these photos that are etched in metal, that these stories will pop up randomly. And the great thing is, as we continue to go through telling these stories, as people walk by, it will kick these off and you'll hear the story. So we're trying to make sure that every way that people learn, whether it's by hearing, by reading, by seeing, well, however it works, we're gonna try to hit on all of these, all cylinders, if you will, to make sure that people walk through, but this is the year, 2023 is the last year in which women that put their stories into our national database will be selecting from those that come in through the end, December 31st of 2023, we will then randomly select out of all of those in our database and put them up onto this metal etched storyboard. Oh, and as you walk through, they'll light up and tell their stories. And so it's really important to us that we just don't have a huge cross-section of the women that have served from 1990 to 2023. And that's what we're looking for is to get that segment of women to please step up, put your story in the database so that we can tell that part of the story as well. Uh, but we run from the Revolutionary War all the way to into the future, you know, looking at women that are going into space, looking at, you know, the, the post 9-11 era. And, and that's really important that we make sure we tell that. But again, the, the, the Cold War era is another one of those that a lot of people feel like they've been left out. You know, they, nobody wants to hear their stories. And I think that's one of those that, that we, we want every woman that has ever served in uniform to put their story into our database. And the great thing is once you create that account, men or women, you can search for anybody from Marilyn Monroe, who was a USO entertainer in Combat Zones, her story's in there. Julia Child, who was famous chef, but served with the OSS, the precursor to the CIA in World War II, all the way to our young women that are serving today and doing incredible things. But we need to keep telling these stories and looking to this next 25, where will that put us? Uh, it sounds magnificent. I. I'm, I'm dyslexic and I, I am always 3D rendering in my brain. So like I, I am seeing the thing, I am I'm visualizing it. So it is so nice to hear that you're gonna have this full encompassed immersive education experience. Mm -hmm. And what an honor and an opportunity for, for women of uh, the GWAT generation to contribute to the story, right? 
and potentially be selected to be this permanent, I mean, to be a permanent installation mm-hmm. of, of storytelling. Um, I'm just, I'm very, very excited for this. We're working really closely actually with the GWAT, the Global War on Terrorism Memorial and Rod Rodriguez and, and doing the things because while that's gonna be a static and outdoor only edifice to mm-hmm. honor all of us that served during the Global War on Terrorism, um, but there's no place to put your story in there. Mm-hmm. And so we want all of those women of the GWAT era to know there is a place to put your story and we are it. And we need every story that goes all the way through. I I, I love to hear that you've, you've spoken with Rod. He is he's a wonderful human being. He's a, a heart of gold. And I, I know that there's going to be a lot of cross section and uh, cross sectionality and promotion, and that it really excites me, especially as you've got these, these grand goals, right? 23,000 23, more registered for year 23. Um, what would be you know, obviously to to share the story, but encouraging of course women veterans and their families and others to to visit the memorial Mm -hmm. um you know what would be your message to to those folks come visit it's powerful i tell you i've been there for over three years and when i park my car and i turn and i start walking towards this memorial it's a beautiful curved wall that was built in the 1930s as a retaining wall and then it fell into total disrepair and ruin and in the 1980s when congress approved the creation of the memorial Uh, Our founder was looking at eight different potential locations for it, but when she stood up on the top of the dirt behind this wall, she looked around and it was in a sad state of repair. But she looked at it and just nodded and said, this is it, it was just waiting for us. And every day when I walk there, I'm like, oh my God, this is that place. Uh, So I would say it's so important that you actually come to it physically if you're at all able. If you come to Arlington National Cemetery, take the time. A lot of people, they they see it and they think it's just a wall with this beautiful reflecting pool and a fountain out front. Behind there is the story, all of the stories. Mm -hmm. But come on in and, and then get up on that rooftop because as you look towards the city, there is nothing between us and the Lincoln Memorial. It's just Memorial Drive, Memorial Bridge, and there's the Lincoln. But if you do an about face, and I know I'm talking to a military community, so they better know what we're talking about, turn around 180 degrees and look up the hill at Arlington National Cemetery. All these white grave markers are so close you can touch them. And they go up the hill to the Lee Custis Mansion, the old uh, Robert E. Lee Mansion Mm. up at the top of the hill. It's just, it's stunning. And we have groundbreakers like Ruth Bader Ginsburg laid to rest just up the hill, which we believe is still watching over us. So it's it's always a lot of goodness there, but you got to come see it. And people walk away, men and women, boys and girls, a bit more inspired and always say, God, I had no idea. I had no idea. And you know what? I didn't either. Even after 37 years in the army, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had, I have two questions, one about the stories and one about the storytelling. Mm-hmm. So the stories that are there, uh, that, that kind of inspires me just in general, because uh, being, in, being in Hollywood, like our colleague Jarek here, we are, we are inundated with stories, both good and bad. And I feel like these stories are all going to be good. And it's, it's, it's amazing. But tell the stories and I'm considering and as far as the storyteller and I consider the building to be the storyteller it sounds like you put some great 
innovation into the way that you're telling the story and how did all where did those ideas come where did those ideas come from and how did they get developed and how are you executing all i mean all of this it's um i'm astounded with both the story and the storytelling well i tell you the uh it's operated by a foundation. We're a 501c3. And so we're constantly having to raise money to be able to even keep the lights on, let alone anything else. Uh, but we, we do it out of absolute love and joy for the mission. Uh, but I will tell you that the initial idea of building this database of where every woman could put their story of service in there was actually our founder, General Wilma Vaught. Brigadier General, United States Air Force, retired in 1985. And just this past year in 2022, a recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. This woman is an amazing icon. She's 92 years old. But what we're doing now with looking to the future of how to tell these stories in a way that is captivating and engaging for our younger audiences, as you know, you can give a, a slightly upset one year old a smartphone and suddenly they're fine, right? And we have to do the same kind of thing. Kids are gonna walk past a flat panel or a set of uniforms without some, something that will captivate them. But, but that's important. But the new version of storytelling is what's really, really gonna change the way that we engage because it will also be available online as well as you don't have to just physically come to the memorial to see that. That was my question about the stories is for people who can't get there, um, it is going to be available, or is it currently available online, or it it's is. going to be? Well, everybody that creates an account, and any American can do so. You do not have to be a military woman, but they, those are the only ones that we ask them to put their stories in. But anybody can go in, and where you want to search for a service woman, if you've got a cool last name, or you know, somebody you just want to Google and search around, or I wonder if like Betty White, Golden Girls Betty White, or B. Arthur from you know the Golden Girls, any of those that you put in you're gonna find their stories are in there. Uh, every one of our women that have fallen since 19, uh, since 9-11, mm -hmm. every fallen woman, 177 of them, their stories are all absolutely in there. We have a hall of honor within the memorial that we tell their stories, but anybody can search any of their names, they'll find a really great storyline for, for them. And it's just sad because when we read the names of those 177, um, most of them are between the ages of 18 and 22 just like their male counterparts it's just stunning what you you know it's it's kind of a gut punch when it you is. hear that but but it's important that we tell those stories they have got to be shared and that's what we love being able to do i love that yeah. I, I i love that uh you're keeping history living as opposed to just reading it on a book read on a book reading it in a book you can say i'm a marine i don't read that much <laughs> it's not all on top you got to go in there um, yeah. that that you're keeping it living and you're telling these stories and 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 the like that 60 when I'm talking about the innovation I'm talking like this really tall big giant big screen you're, mm -hmm. you're seeing these stories literally on the big screen bigger than I think most movie theater screens is sounds gargantuan and then that that rolling thing with the that's not complete yet, correct? No, no, it's it's, I, it's drawn. We use the same design firm that does the, the did the World War II Museum down in Louisiana and New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Same company that designed everything that's so breathtaking there. 
they've done all of the designs. Now we're in the fundraising mode to raise enough money, about $20 million total we'll need to close the doors again for about six months, get all of it installed and then reopen to the public all over again. I bet one of our alphas will just donate that 20 million for you. Oh God, wouldn't that be amazing? And then you'll be, you'll be ready. I, I, I mean, I want to see it. I want to see the museum now, mm -hmm. but then I feel like it's going to be a trailer to what it's going to be with all of this, all of this other innovation that you're putting into it. And so I, I'd want to see that. I'm considering that the after. Yes, exactly. We actually, we, we've created for 30 years a, an annual calendar, which is more like a keepsake, a coffee table kind of a book, as opposed to a, you know, just throw it away at the end of the year. And many of our long-term members uh, have, have saved every one of them. But last year we sent out sort of, this was a keepsake of all of the exhibits as they are now. So you'll have that. So once we sh close the doors and take them all down, you won't see it like that again. Mm. But we, this year's, the 2023 calendar has all of those renderings by that great company that did the World War II design. Um, so you can see what the new memorial is going to look like when we when we get it done in a couple of years. It's exciting where do we're wanna, at. Do you want to ask her, well, since she was asking everybody else to do their story? Have you put your story in? Oh, of course. Oh, I was course. just checking. I, was I would be totally her? wrong if one? I had it. Yes, she's in there. <laughs> did you verify it? I did. Okay. <laughs> Actually, full disclosure, I was just in there. I was updating my name change and a bunch of other things. And I was, it's so easy to go in there, folks. All the albums out there. Take an opportunity to go on the website, uh, make an account. It's easy to navigate. It's very user intuitive. And then you just you have all of your options on the left-hand facing side. You go through it. Um, and I, I did receive the calendar, by the way. So I was able to see these rendered uh, photos that Phyllis um, is describing. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I'm very, very proud. We'll very all proud. be very proud of what that, what that brings to us. But that also means same same thing for the gentlemen. If they register and create their own account, they'll also get our monthly newsletter, which only we only send it once a month. That's it. Um, but you can see everything that's happening. We've got big events. We've got a former prisoner of war, Jessica Lynch, coming to the memorial in March. And in June is the 75th anniversary of landmark legislation that President Truman signed in 1948, June 12th, mm -hmm. the, the Women Armed Service Integration Act. Before that was signed, women could only serve during a war and only for the war plus six months. That mm -hmm. landmark legislation, soon to be 75 years old, gave women the opportunity to serve for a career in the military with major caveats. We could not be more than 2% of the military. Mm -hmm. If you got pregnant, you were instantly discharged and you could not hold rank above 05, lieutenant colonel or commander. Um, and because God forbid, if you had rank above that, you might be in charge of men. Whoa. And so they couldn't have that, oh. right? But 75 years later, look where we are now. We'll also have another uh, event where the four current four-star women generals or admirals will be coming and doing a panel discussion with us at the memorial. So to get all four of them together on the same day is pretty fascinating. I'm, I'm looking forward to Military uh, Women's History Month in March of this year. I'm looking forward to June 2023. There's a lot of amazing things to highlight. I'm excited to see yeah. all of the things that are planned. The American Legion is raising awareness about PTSD and veteran suicide by offering hope, 
camaraderie, and support. Be the one to help end veteran suicide. The goal of the American Legion's Be the One campaign is to destigmatize asking for mental health support. Be the one to ask a veteran in your life how they're doing. Be the one who saves one veteran. Go to BeTheOne.org and help the American Legion end veteran suicide. Will you be the one? Welcome back, Elvis, and welcome back, AMG 2. Did you enjoy your little break you had there? Yeah, you know, I had some pie. Yeah, pie. Mm -hmm. Um, Good. Now we need you to get back to work now. Okay. I need you to, I need that wall like it used to be. I know. Hey, in a couple months, we'll see what we got. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right, we're going to do rapid fire. So this rapid fire number one. Oh, no, we got to introduce the whole thing. I'm jumping the proverbial gun. Uh, here we go with our favorite part of the show. Rapid fire. All right, pew, pew, pew. pew, pew. All right, rapid fire number one. Army spouse. Sorry, actually, it's army spouse. Recruited to lead Second Service Foundation. This is from We Are the Mighty. The Second Service Foundation has chosen its new executive director. Her resume is nothing short of impressive, and best of all, she's a proud Army spouse. Lauren Hope has worn a lot of hats throughout her professional career. Culinary Institute of America trained chef and was featured on the television show Top Chef. Successful business owner of Hope Design, military family advocate, and real estate agent, just to name a few. But it's her new role that has her fired up and really excited for the future. I truly believe in putting yourself in the right place because the right things will happen when you're there. A chance conversation with Mark L. Rockefeller at the Military Influencers Conference about real estate led him to asking my thoughts on his foundation, she shared. I was drawn to the Second Service Foundation because they were literally asking people, what's your second service? My my new job is to help people answer that question. I'm drawn to it because there's so much potential and it's exciting to get to elevate people while assisting them in finding their next big thing. Heck yeah. I know Lauren Hope. Lauren Hope is amazing. We should interview Lauren Hope. Uh, Lauren went, uh, she did. She went to the Culinary Institute, then ended up, like you read, on Top Chef. And then because she's a military spouse and moves a lot, ended up working at Panera. That's what after being on Top Chef, doing all all that stuff because she worked at like Panera and she worked at like some catering place um, because she couldn't get uh, like a, a what a lead chef job. <laughs> I don't I don't know the hierarchy of chefs, um, but top chef. she she had Top Chef. She was she was not Top Chef. Um, so yeah, that she was directly impacted. Her and I did an, uh, an article together for We Are the Mighty, where we talked about the military spouse working tax credit, where she detailed her experiences and trying to get a job during all the moves and everything like that. But she's awesome, really good. Of course, you know her. Of course, of you course. know everybody. I try. You know everybody up in the club. Now you have somebody that's going to have a second service in your life when your husband retires. Yeah, what's he gonna do with his time? I think he's got to grow the. I think beard. Lauren has some. We'll have some ideas for him. Okay, we'll see. And we'll come up. Uh, Ashley Mary Gudermuth had suggested that we interview her, so I suggest that you go on 
Legion.org slash Tango Alpha Lima. Click on suggest a guest. Suggest Lauren Hope. And then we'll talk to Henry and make it happen. Henry Howard, you the man. All right, mm-hmm. rapid fire number pew pew two. War in Ukraine accelerates global drive toward killer robots. Not even going to read the rest of it. It's all I need to read. Has no one, has no one in America or the world seen anything science fiction-y about robots? And we're arming them now, and they're having AI. Now, what's the, what's the goal of AI? Um, don't they have laws like they're not allowed to injure humans and things like that? There's like AI laws within themselves. Yeah, but they're artificial intelligence. Then, then one day they'll be like, oh, these these humans, they think they can control us. They can't control us. We're, we're armed and we're smarter. Do you think there's going to be like lazy robotic soldiers like that are just like, you know what? I don't feel like it today. Like they're not waking up for their for their robotic PT. Some unsat some unsats, some do not promotes <laughs> like Bender from, uh, oh man, what was it? Uh, I, um, I like what Holly, you really, you, you either need to teach Futurama. us how to lip read Futurama. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. does her little miming thing, then gives up in types. We love, we love it. Do you think that you could marry a robot? I mean, my husband thinks that he has, but I mean, maybe if you get that spark, Oh, change out those spark plugs, butter my biscuits. Um, <laughs> I, I think this, I could. This doesn't scare you. I mean, I feel like I could woo a, a robot soldier. I've always felt like I could go into like a biker bar and um, get them all to like me. That's been, you know, and then they would like help me. If somebody was chasing me, the people in the biker bar that were like hardened criminals in this case, in my mind, would then come and save me. No, 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 in my mind. Um, uh, And they would uh, they would save me from whoever was chasing me and they'd stick up for me because I won them over. So I do feel like. um, Like I could win over these robots. Well, first of all, a woman winning over men in a biker bar is a way more believable scenario than you winning over a quote killer robot okay but you haven't seen me woo it's hardcore okay Okay. (laughs) i mean hey all right i'm just saying all right i'm gonna behave this married woman right there actually very good (laughs) okay we're gonna move on from the killer robots I just honestly, I think of Battlestar Galactica. I think of a uh, great military style show, by the way, the new, the newer version. I loved it. Uh, we're going to move on to rapid fire number pew, pew, pew. That was three, three. National Cemetery Administration nets prestigious honor. This is again <laughs> from the American Legion at legion.org. Mm. What a fine publication. I don't know why they always come to mind when I'm. I'm a member. Of the ALA. Yeah. I get the magazine. Of the Alpha Lima Alpha. Alpha Lima Alpha. We should have a segment. We should have a segment called Alpha Lima Alpha. Anyway, VA is the National Cemetery Administration or NCA 
received the highest score ever. There's so many jokes here. We're gonna we're gonna resist. Received the highest score ever in the annual American Customer Satisfaction Index. Yeah. Button it, Jeff. Button it. According to a news release on February 21st, NCA received a score of 97. Was ranked first overall for the seventh consecutive time by ASCI. The administration provides burial and memorial benefits to eligible veterans, their spouses, and their dependents at no cost to the family. This includes a grave site in any VA National Cemetery with available space, opening and closing of the grave, perpetual care, government head zone marker or medallion, a burial flag, and a presidential memorial certificate. Some veterans may also be eligible for burial allowances. Now, I don't want to get up, I don't want to get all into the math of the score. Let's just say they were the they were the best in the government with customer service. I think I'm hoping that the other service, the other government agencies will follow suit and have customer service while we're still, you know. How do they get a score of 97? How do they not get a 100 when anybody who could possibly have given them a score is dead? Right. Chicago voting. This is ridiculous. But, well, I think the hopefully the, that that's not the customer. Hopefully it's the family. I don't well, it's know. the ultimate customer, right? Right. If I have complaints, you better believe I'm sending them from beyond the grave. I'm haunting people. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if everybody else's score was lower, that means you treat them like crap until they die? Well, some people like that. I know it is a little, it's a little fantasy of mine. <laughs> hey, ladies, treat me like crap. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So I have to go in search of somebody to treat me like crap. But to do that, I got to get out of here, out of this okay. little box that Holly keeps us in. She does. She's brutal. She's brutal. So just can you help us escape, Ashley? Yeah, let's let's roll on out of here because I want some more pie. Um, everybody, look, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you haven't subscribed. If you have subscribed, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I will bequeath. Um, my seventh child to you. You can have him. Um, what I would like is for you to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. Wherever you eat them, I want you to subscribe, okay? If you're eating them at a coffee shop, that's where you subscribe. It doesn't have to be from home. It could be from anywhere. Please leave us a review. Leave us a review for God's sakes. Give us five stars. Why would you do any less? Who are you, you monster? Um, I would like the world to know how much you love us. Uh, you can also do it anonymously. And that would be fine too. If you have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org forward slash tango alpha lima. Click on the suggest a guest link. I'm going to suggest Jeff Daly. Well, you want to interview me? Yeah. I've it. interviewed you. That would only be fair. Yeah, I think it would be fair. Yeah. I, you know, you bring up an interesting point about this, the five stars. Mm -hmm. Three or below means you don't like us, but if you do the four, to me, that's just passive aggressive. Yeah. It's like the people that are like, I never give A's, I can only give you a B. Like, no, you don't get yeah. to invent it. Mm -mm. I had a college professor like that. She didn't like to give A's. She can get so out. I said, when you have standing before you, 
perfection of student. Uh, you have to go ahead and do that. I'm going to let uh, Holly keep trying to land an airplane over there. Um, when you have a perfect student, sometimes you got to give an A. So what we're going to do is we're going to get out of here. We're going to go out there. We're going to we're going to grace the world with our alpha presence. And to do that, we're going to have to sign off. And we are going to sign off by declaring season four, episode one, four, nine, mission.